Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 41 of the Communication Coach. I hope you're well, having a great day, whatever you're doing. Here in the UK, it has suddenly turned very cold. So probably for some of you who are listening, it's not that cold, it's six degrees, but it's certainly feeling a lot like we're heading into winter. And I was wondering what to do today's podcast on when we were having a conversation in the Giddy Goat Coffee Shop, which is a coffee shop that I own as part of my garage premises and I was talking to some of the team there and we were talking about opinions and being set in your ways and how we live into believing that we are right. So let me just explain a little bit more about what that actually means. So as human beings, we all have our own set of values and beliefs. So I have my set of values and beliefs and what I believe to be true. So for example, I believe that doing this podcast will hopefully make a difference to some people, that they'll learn some things, that I have a message that I would like to share with the world and this podcast allows me to do that. Some of you listening to this might actually not believe some of the things that I say to be true and that's fine and everybody's has an opinion and some of you will be listening and thinking actually that rings really true with me and I understand what Nick's saying and I get that. And we are brought up with a set of values and beliefs. We get them from school, from politicians, from our parents, from people that are influential in our life and there's a lot of influencers out there that will sway us or give us a reason why something is and we follow their beliefs. So depending on what fits our circumstances and our experiences and what we believe to be true, it will depend on, you know, sort of who we vote for, who we follow, whether we believe in God or not, whether we believe in the Big Bang Theory, whether we believe that there are conspiracy theories. It will all have an impact on our lives in a day-to-day fashion. And when we become set in our ways, what happens is we become very used to how we live and a simple example of that is I was thinking about this the other day so I've moved house quite a lot and every in my adult life and every time I move house I have to change my routine up and it takes a little while for things to settle down and then once they settle down and the routine becomes the norm and then you kind of like know what bus you're going to catch what train you're going to catch how you get or if you're going to cycle and how you get into work and you have a set pattern of behavior which then fits in with your lifestyle and what you believe to be right so for example this is a this is a classic of I work in the fitness and health industry helping people around behavior change as well and what I see is that people get into such a habit that it becomes a pattern of behavior that they just believe to be right which is generally being very good Monday to Friday, then the weekend comes, everything goes out the window and they don't understand why they're not losing weight or they're not obtaining the shape that they want to obtain because they have this pattern of behaviour which they believe is right and because Friday nights are always fish and chip night or... So Friday nights in my house when I was being brought up was always fish and chips night or Chinese takeaway. Didn't have an Indian actually in our local high street when I was a kid growing up but now it would be like... I see the same pattern of behaviour as I'm an adult. 
when I'm just relaxed and I'm not trying to change the way I look or the way that I eat. And that will be, you know, it's Friday night, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Or it's Friday night, I deserve to relax because I've had a hard week. And that is an association, but it's also what you believe to be right. So if you have a strong culture-based opinion or you are brought up in a particular culture, you will also believe that to be right. Now, I've been lucky enough to travel around the world and teach lots of people. So, for example, there is a culture of, on a Sunday in the Cayman Islands, whereby it's very family-orientated and people have all-day brunches. And these are very popular with the local community and they're very important to the local community based on family belief and relationships and what a Sunday should look like. And their laws around drink drive are very different from the laws in the UK around drink drive. They're a lot higher because they want to cater for people travelling to see their families and friends on a Sunday and where this culture is very ingrained and part of their belief system. Whereas our belief system in this country is is different. And again, that will be based on how you are as a family unit. Let's take Christmas, for example. When you have Christmas, you'll probably live your Christmases the way that you used to as a kid. And then if you come up against a partner who also has some strong values and beliefs around Christmas, it can cause some friction and some arguments. And this is because you both believe you're right. Now, before I go into detail a little bit more, I'm not saying that any of you are wrong around your values and beliefs. What I'm saying is your values and beliefs will affect the way that you listen. Because believe it or not, most of us listen to be right. Most of us listen to make ourselves right. Now, that can be in any way, shape or form. So I believe that when I talk about communication, that what I am saying is right. Now, I'm open to other opinions and I'll give an example of that. When I, before I became a negotiator, when I was a police officer, when I was growing up, I used to think I was a pretty good communicator. I, I used to think that I knew how to listen to people, that people would come to me, that I could diffuse situations, hostile situations. And I learned very quickly in my career as a very young police officer that listening to people and finding out what the matter was or what their truth was is really important rather than going in heavy-handed and talking to people in an aggressive, angry fashion. Now, when I did the negotiation course, what I believed to be true about communication was completely ripped apart. Not in a, a bad, negative way at all, but I was ripped apart, pulled apart, <laughs> turned inside out, and then rebuilt in a different way of communicating. And the, that two-week foundation, I would call it now as I look back, was just the beginning of learning far more about myself, about my own self-awareness, about how I react to situations, about what I believe to be true, and how that manifests itself, how that shows in my everyday behavior and communication. Now, I am a very emotional person, and I know this. And that doesn't make that right, and it doesn't make me easy uh, or it doesn't make it easier for me to change that. It's just the way that I am. I, you know, I react in a very emotional way sometimes because I'm very passionate and I care a lot about things. So when people challenge a belief that I have, I will give a defensive reaction. Now, any of you that know my other half, you'll know that they will completely confirm this because <laughs> it's true. 
And it also, I reckon if you ask Meg, she'd probably give you the same answer because it's true. Or anybody that knows me well. I feel I'm a very kinesthetic, feely person. So I feel emotion from others and I feel emotion in myself. I used to say to people that nobody ever cries alone in a room with me because once people start crying, I just can't help it. I start crying myself. Now, that doesn't make it right again. And that's all about me, of course, because (laughs) all my feelings are coming out rather than me listening to the other person and what they're saying. But I know that I listen to be right. I know that. I know that I sit in conversations and I'll be really tuned in if I believe it, especially if I'm learning something new and I think, gosh, actually, that makes loads of sense. I completely get that. I completely see where the other person is coming from and why we do that. And I was like that with negotiation and communication is I was able to see where my flaws were. I was able to see where my strengths were and I was able to change my communication. Now, it never happened in those two weeks. Sorry, that was terrible English. It didn't happen in those two weeks. It happened over a period of time and it is still happening today. And we're talking about 12 years on almost now from first starting to learn about communication skills and how to change the way my thought processes were. So my question is to you, do you listen to be right? When you have a discussion with your children and they say something to you, are the words that come out of your mouth along the lines of, well, yeah, actually, that isn't true. This is what will happen and you'll soon find out as you get older. Do you say things like that to your children, especially when you're frustrated, especially when they're challenging you and you feel that they think they know everything? Because what's happening in that conversation is you are both wanting to be right. So you'll see this even from young children at a very early age. They'll get an idea in their head and that will be the truth. And as they go to school, you'll find that your truth isn't the same as theirs. And it starts to change. And it starts to cause a bit of friction, a bit of friction in conversation. Because, for example, maths. Maths homework now is completely different from ever what I ever knew. And I remember Meg coming home with some homework when she was younger and sitting down and her showing me it. And her becoming really frustrated with me because I was teaching her the old-fashioned way of how I had been taught to do maths, because that is what I believe to be right. And she had been taught a completely different way, and that's what she had believed to be right. So when you have that conflicting view, just over something simple like that, I'm just using this simple example, then you'll find that you're both wanting to be right, and you're both listening to be right. So she would say something to me about the way she would do maths, and I would counteract it, with something else that fitted the way that I used to do maths so that I was right and she was right. So I hope you can see that. Now, if you take that into a bigger situation, if you look at, and again, this is just my opinion, but if you look at wars, if you look at the opinion of ISIS, for example, now people who are fighting for ISIS have a very strong held belief that they are right in what they are doing for whatever reason. And that will be based on their experiences and values and beliefs. Now, if you look at your own life, and you will probably push against what they believe to be true, because you'll be like, well, how could any religion tell you to kill anybody? Because that is your belief. And that's what you believe to be true. So when you are having a discussion with somebody who has a very strong opinion and is very set in their ways, every time you challenge that, all they're going to do is listen to be right, as you will speak and listen to be right also. So how do we overcome this? So for example, how do we simply overcome something around 
wanting to challenge and change and innovate and be inventive and shake it up. Now, my partner has introduced an amazing piece of technology into the police, which has, I believe, changed digital policing. And it's about footprint technology and changing an old-fashioned paper system that was archaic and didn't work, again, my belief, (laughs) into a new up-to-date system whereby it was easier to catch a criminal by using their footprint. Now, there was a lot of people who were against that idea at the beginning. A lot of people who pushed back on it and said, this would never work, we don't have the money, we don't have the time, this is not going to enhance the way of policing. And actually, now that it's in, and now it's becoming part of the normal procedure, it saves people a lot of time. And those old ways are now gone, and we move into new ways. Look at the internet. For some of you, you will be living a life where you didn't even know life before the internet. Now, I did know life before the internet, but I don't really remember it because everything is now on the internet. I do this podcast because of the internet. I can reach loads of different people in different countries because of the internet. But that was somebody's idea and somebody would have pushed back against that because they didn't believe that it would work and the other person did. Now, that can be anything. That can be as simple as I live in a village and I love my village. I know there are people that have lived here for years and years and years and they like things done a certain way, like I like things done a certain way. So when there is change, that challenges. And what they'll do is when you're putting your argument forward in any way, shape or form, they will always listen for what makes them right. They won't listen for the other bits. And I include myself in this completely. And I wonder if you can relate to this. I wonder if you can relate to a conversation with your child or your parent or your sibling or a friend whereby you have had a really firm belief. And because of that belief, that has tainted the way that you have communicated or behaved or certainly listened to how the other person was discussing this with you. And perhaps if you believed in something incredibly strongly, that pushed a few emotional buttons for you. So what then happens is that you come at the conversation and communication from a different perspective, an emotional perspective, not a listening, logical, rational perspective but you come at it from a frustrated or an angry perspective. And because you can only see the way that you believe is right, that will taint how you behave. And your emotions can be caused by so many different things from your thought process, you know, about how perhaps you've had an incident that's been similar to the one you have now. Or perhaps your values are very different from somebody that you're having a conversation with, where you believe that you're right. Perhaps you feel that you're, you should be valued more at work. And that is like an honest held belief that you don't feel that you're being treated right at work. And if if you don't feel that you're being treated right by somebody, you'll behave differently towards them. Because the bottom line is we all like to feel valued. Every single one of us likes to feel valued and that we have a place in the world. And so if somebody challenges that, again, we become defensive. And then we'll listen again just to make ourselves right. And we'll mull over that conversation time and time and time over again in our head and we'll probably even make up half the conversation because we weren't listening in the first place and so we didn't actually hear what they were saying we just heard what we believed to be true and we wanted to be right so my challenge to you this week is think about the times when you have believed that you have been right and how that has affected and impacted your conversations and your perhaps even your long-term relationships with people because sometimes it's hard to just say actually i'm open to this other person's opinion and I'd like to hear what they have to say and I might just learn something as well so be in that moment again be that self-aware person 
who then recognises that you're coming at it from your point of view. Hope you have a great day. I hope that's helped. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Have a great week. Take care. And I really genuinely mean this. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. And thank you for the internet being invented. Speak to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.